ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, April 19th edition. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our producer this afternoon, Ryan Sirk. This is going to be our final week with Ryan, so uh, we're going to say goodbye to him on Thursday. We even might let him, I don't want to say co-host the show on Thursday, but we might let him let him go a segment a little bit. Maybe. We'll see. I'm not doing that for everybody, just so so you know. But it be good to have you around here. So you're leaving here next week. You're heading back to Arizona. You'll be taking with you uh, a championship ring from the soccer run to the championship. Uh, you were not on the team for the spring league, so you don't get acknowledgement for that because you are done. You're no, you're no longer on the team. I mean, it's just you're wearing your soccer school shirt, but you're no longer on the team. So how, how's that feel to watch your team go and win a championship and you weren't a part of it? How's that make you feel? I mean, obviously it hurts a little bit because – I like to think I was the sole reason we won anything. Right. But at the same time, obviously, I'm very happy for them, and that's not the reason we won was because of me. So I'm very happy to see them succeed, even if I'm on the sidelines watching them. It was because of that uh, penalty you, you hit, right? If, if Marshall doesn't hit that penalty, Marshall doesn't go on, right? So Ryan Sirk is the sole reason why the championship was made possible. So while I've got you here, your guy's leaving Petza. What's going on there? I mean, I thought, I thought this, uh, I thought this band would stay together forever, but the band seems to be breaking up a little bit in Marshall soccer. I mean, he's been here since I was here before I got here, even. So it's nice to see him get a head coaching job. I know he deserves it, and I think he'll he'll do something really nice there. What did he mean to this soccer program? So I think personally, he meant a lot to the state of West Virginia. He did a lot of things with WV, like West Virginia youth soccer teams. So he was really popular, especially amongst the kids. And that translated into some of the recruits coming from West Virginia. So he really was able to bring a lot of West Virginia kids to the the program, which in turn led to some more homegrown guys being on the team. Now, for everyone who doesn't know, it's maybe not in on the lingo here. So we're talking about Petza Ivanovic, and he's going to be the head coach at Barry University. I don't know much about Barry University. I do know this. They're getting a, a good coach in Petza, and he was, a, I'm sure, a key part of what Chris Grassy was trying to do and was sort of like a, maybe like a right-hand man to him. Is that how you would view him? Sort of, you know, Grassy was the uh, was the ultimate boss, and you had a, a right hand man that would like his his like if you watch Game of Thrones, like the hand of the king here. He was the hand of the king. You could say that he did a lot of the the dirty work. You could say when we would go on trips and whatnot, he was the first one to book the hotel, find a nice place for us to eat, and all of those things. So he he did the logistical things that obviously the king wouldn't want to do. It's good to be the king. I mean, not that we're calling Chris the king here, but he does have the national championship. We're going to talk to, by the way, 
we're going to talk to someone who is starting to rack up trophies uh, for the program. And they've got a match tomorrow. Megan Smith-Lyon is coming on here in the next few minutes. Moorhead State, the opponent tomorrow. Then Western Kentucky on the road in conference play. Of course, we've got Sydney Nestor, pitcher of the week for the sixth time to talk about with Megan. So I'm looking forward to talking to her about all of that. So she's coming up here in the next few minutes. We're going to talk to her tomorrow on the program. Billy Horn, the manager of the Charleston Dirty Birds, coming on the program. Do you know what the Charleston? Yeah, I'm getting the strange look here. See, I don't. I won't have this kind of interaction next week. So I'm reacting to Cirque's. What? What's the problem here? You you were kind of looking at me bewildered. Do you know what the Charleston Dirty Birds are? Well, first of all, I'm usually the one who gets the guest guest for you, Paul. So I was a little confused of. Of why wow, we have a guest tomorrow. transitioning, transitioning, yeah. You're um, you're. I don't want to say you're like my petza. I don't know if you're like. The, I don't know if you're like my right hand man. You're a little sort of like my left hand. But yeah, tomorrow the guest is going to be Billy Horn. Surprise to me too. I was going to have their marketing director on tomorrow. I thought because the Dirty Birds are uh, getting ready for the season in Charleston. And so marketing director was like, hey, tomorrow it's going to be our manager. He's coming on the program. Oh, okay. Let's do that then. So Billy is going to come on. We'll talk a little Charleston Dirty Bird baseball. And you're going to miss out on that because you're leaving to Arizona, so you won't get a chance to go to Appalachian Power Park and watch the Dirty Birds this season. I got to admit, I like that a lot better than West Virginia Power. I, I, it was an okay name, West Virginia Power. It's, it's, you know, Appalachian Power Park, West Virginia Power. I, I get all that, all those tie-ins, connections. But Charleston Dirty Birds, just it, it feels like more of a minor league baseball team name. You got to have a fun name because it's minor league, and you're selling the fun here because they can take players away from your team at any time. So you could be in a championship run, and the next thing you know, uh, time to go to the parent club. In this case, though, you know, since you know, the the baseball being played is sort of more of a – it's an independent. It's not part of the MILB system here. It's not part of minor league baseball since the restructuring. Still, there are some guys that are uh, looking to get their way back. There are players who are looking to get their way up. And yeah, there are opportunities, of course, that happen for these players all the time. So, you know, there's always that transition – but at the same time, if you got a good team, you can make a run probably. And you see some winning baseball. Don't have to worry about call-ups all of a sudden unless a player gets signed and makes it his way to another opportunity. I mean, that's going to happen. But you could have like a really good good pitcher, and then next thing you know, the parent club's like, okay, we're moving them up. Happens, but that's the point of minor league baseball, minor league sports. You, know, you will see those call-ups. So if your team wins a championship in minor league sports, uh, you've done something there because it's so hard to get the, the roster you know, just just right and then hope that you can keep it because that's the whole point. You're trying to advance these players. So you know, we're going to talk to Billy tomorrow, and that's uh, going to be fun because the Dirty Birds are getting ready for uh, for the home opener there in Charleston, the uh, four, four realsies, as the kids say, for realsies. Cirque, you're a kid. Do they still say for realsies? I know they don't. No, we do not. What do you say now? Uh, yes. Yes. Or for real. For real. 
We, we leave out the Z. The real Zs? Yeah, because you're Gen Z, so you leave out the Z. No real Zs. You know, Coach Huff says, he just says real. How do you feel about playing um, playing that team in the Sun Belt? They're real. No, nothing else. They're real. Megan Smith-Lyon on the other side of the break. But before we go to break, the Pirates are back in action. Pittsburgh Pirates back in action. We'll have the broadcast for you. 7.15 later on this evening here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Greg Brown has a preview. Pirates and Brewers meet in the second game of the three-game series on Tuesday night. And we'll join you with our pregame show featuring Pirate skipper Derek Shelton at 7.15. It'll be JT Brewbreaker on the hill for the Pirates, and Brewbreaker will oppose Corbin Burns, the reigning Cy Young Award winner. For Brewbreaker, he'll be making his third start of the season. Last time out, a no decision over the uh, Washington Nationals, a 9-4 Pirates victory. And uh, that came on Thursday. Brubaker gave up four runs in four and a third innings. In four career starts against the Brewers, he's one and one with an earned run average of 429. Meantime, for Burns, looking for his first decision after two starts, an ERA of 225. Last time out was Wednesday in Baltimore against the Orioles, and though he had a no decision, excellent work for Burns. Seven innings of three hit shutout ball, one walk, and eight strikeouts. He's 4 0 with a 282 earned run average in 16 career games against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That covers four starts against the Buccos. Greg Brown on your home for Pirates baseball. Thank you, Greg. Pirates coming up tonight, 715, our airtime, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Megan Smith-Lyon on the other side of our break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer, made pure. And joining us now on those White Claw phone lines, the head coach of the Marshall softball team, Megan Smith-Lyon, who and you've got the columnist Chuck Landon writing about all your successes. You're joining me on the show today. I mean, life is good for you right now. Congratulations. You've got that 500th win. You just don't walk into that and stumble into that. That's a lot of hard work. Well, I appreciate that. I just have had a lot of good players, really. That's what that's what that means. Makes you look good, yeah. The, yeah, and I, I know coaches like to say that the players are the ones that go out, but it it still takes a lot of hard work and effort to to really put that together. And you've got a good eye for talent, so congratulations. Hopefully, you know, we've got another five hundred uh, in store for us. Uh, do you want to go to a thousand? You know, do you want to try to get to a thousand? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I just, I, I want to get to the next win. I want to win tomorrow. That's all I'm thinking about. Fair enough. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Fair enough. Uh, Moorhead State, the opponent tomorrow, and then you've got the uh, the road swing against Western Kentucky. So, you know, you've got the midweek game against the uh, the, the Eagles. You know, what are you looking for out of this one? Because, you know, uh, you, know you, you go outside of conference play just for this one. Sort of a rivalry game. You know, it's a close by opponent. And what can we expect tomorrow? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're excited about tomorrow's game. Um, you know, our challenge for our team is to to focus on the moment at hand and not look ahead, and that's really hard to do when you start playing conference conference games. You know, you're excited about the conference weekends and the midweeks um, can tend to be something you overlook. So our focus with our players 
um, after the weekend against FIU was we're locked in on Moorhead State, and that's the most important game of our year. We're going to focus in on that one game, and we're not going to get ahead ahead of ourselves. So, you know, I want to see us come out and be locked in and and, um, play how we know we can play um, and definitely be in the moment and not look ahead. Then you've got, of course, Western Kentucky. you got the road swing, and so it's going to be nice tomorrow to hopefully get a, a nice crowd at the dot before you head out to the road. What can you tell us about Western Kentucky? They're, um, again, it feels like these are uh, great opponents because there's always that rivalry aspect with Moorhead State across all Marshall athletics. And then you got Western Kentucky. and yeah, I don't know what the future schedules look like, but you always want to get them and you know, whatever the schedule may hold in the Sun Belt, I'm sure Western Kentucky is going to be a, an opponent. Do you, you probably do you? You'd like to keep them on the schedule if possible. I mean, they're they're a tough team. They're a, a really tough team. They've got the highest RPI out of any Conference USA team. Um, they're solid in every aspect of the game. Uh, you know, so they're a tough opponent. And the games, you know. We, the last two years, we haven't played them. Last year, they had COVID issues and had to cancel our series. The year before, you know, COVID washed everything out. So the last time we played them was my first year here, and it was a heated series. I mean, it was super competitive, a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, you know, so, yeah, we're excited to, to play them. They're, they're a very, very talented team. You've got a talented team yourself. Part of the reason why you know, I wanted to bring you back on, talk about the Moorhead State match also, the – Soon to be pitcher of the year, Sydney Nestor, six of them now. And she has an opportunity if she keeps this up, she could be the one all time leader in that category in the yearly award because one player has done it eight times. So Sydney's right there at six, one away from tying for second place in Conference USA. And she's just been tremendous. She does, it doesn't matter what you throw at her, she has been able to have an answer for almost everything. Yeah, she's been big, you know, and and it's her poise, it's her competitiveness, it's her drive. Uh, You know, she's super, super talented, you know, but what takes pitchers or any player to the next level is the mental toughness aspect and, you know, the ability to be resilient and to compete. And she does that in the circle. She doesn't back down from anyone when adversity hits. Um, She just bears down and competes. And it's so much fun to watch her work. Um, it's, it's awesome to just kind of watch her go through her process. And, you know, we know when she's in the circle that we've got a chance to beat anybody and that she's going to compete as hard as she can. Have you ever had a player like her? Is, uh, is she someone that's uh, in rarefied air or, you know, I mean, how would you describe her compared to the other players you've coached? You know, I've coached a ton of really good players, but I'd put her right up there. I mean, and, and and what sets her aside, you know, a lot of players have the talent and can go out and can get out because they have talent as a pitcher. You know, but what I love so much about what Sid does is it's that competitiveness. It's the fire. It's, you know, she really brings that – that brings her to a different level. And, you know, on top of that, she does that while being the most humble and selfless player that you could imagine. I mean, she's been named conference pitcher of the week this many weeks and it's all about her teammates and being thankful for her teammates playing hard for her. And, you know, she's, she's not one that, um, you know, that is all about herself. And I think that's hard to find too, you know, someone that is that talented that can be that selfless and that much of a team player as well. 
yesterday we had Chris Grassy on the show, and we were kind of joking around like, yeah, we need some facility upgrades for all the hardware we have. We're stepping over some of the trophies. You're starting to have that problem already. You probably need some more space with all the hardware, including what Sydney's bringing in. That's a good problem to have because it really brings – I'm sure it helps in your recruiting. It brings attention to Marshall because someone's looking at that right now thinking, hey, I would like to be like Sydney. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, she's – and all of our players, we have some super talented players, Allie Harrell, Maya Stevenson, Sage Pye, um, you know, and now Sydney. And, and I think that for sure, it, you know, it, it puts um, our name up there. You know, when Conference USA every Monday is putting out their release that she's Pitcher of the Week again, I mean, people take note of that and – and really look into what she's doing and what our team is doing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to have players that, you know, are, are so successful. It, it certainly helps in all aspects for us in recruiting and our current team, you know, just the morale here. And um, it's, you know, it's definitely an honor for an individual, but it's something that, you know, really helps out our entire program. Is she really good at self-managing? I know after you win a few of these, you start feeling really good, or at least players can. And sometimes maybe you get a little ahead of yourself here. She's pretty good at, at self-regulation, knowing that, okay, you know, just one game at a time. Don't worry about this stuff. It's great. But, you know, how does it help me win the, you know, win the game for the team? Yeah, I think she's really good at that. I think she's – and this is something that we have focused in on as a team too. And, and she has really bought into how we've approached everything. You know, we're one game at a time, and it doesn't matter – what happened the last game. You know, we, we talked about that today with our team. You know, the game has no idea what our record is, what we did this past weekend. They have no, The game has no clue. So when we show up to the field tomorrow, for whatever game we're going to play in the future, we have to show up and bring our best. Um, you know, we've got to honor the game in that way. And, you know, I think she is the type of player that every day comes out and wants to work hard and prove you know, prove that she deserves those things and that she's going to, she wants to improve every time she goes out there. So, you know, I think she does a great job of, of keeping that perspective um, and not uh, resting on the, on the fact that, that she's been given these awards or earned these awards. She wants to go out every day and treat it like this is a new day and I've got to bring it today. At the same time, how much fun is she and the team having you racking these things up. I'm sure that you, her teammates are really getting in on this as well. And not to the point where they're stressing out of it. Okay, we got to make sure we support her, you know, but just how much fun is it for them knowing that, you know, all that hard work and, and they're seeing this reward? Yeah, I mean, I think they, they love it. You know, they love it when any of their teammates get recognized for anything. You know, our, our team is very close. We're a family and, you know, individual successes are all of our successes and that's how we approach it. So, yeah, they're tickled when, when Sydney gets those uh, accolades and they were excited for Allie when she got our Warrior Award this weekend. And, you know, they truly are a family and support each other. Megan Smith-Lyon joining me. The Herd in action tomorrow taking on Morehead State, then on the road for Western Kentucky and conference play. You're feeling pretty good right now, getting close to um, conference tournament time. I know you still have one game at a time, and but looking ahead, you're starting to feel really good about where this team is at and maybe what this team can do uh, postseason-wise? Yeah, I feel like we've grown a lot over the season, and I think we're playing some really good softball right now. And, you know, you, you never want to peak early. You know, you want to go through your season and you want to continue to improve and you want to sh- you want your players to show improvement every time they go out. And I feel like we've done that. You know, we've um, 
we've set challenges for, forth to the team and they've come back and they've um, really worked on those things and they showed the improvement in the areas we need to. And, you know, so I feel like, um, I feel like we're in a good place. You know, I think that we've got to take care of business tomorrow. We've got to focus in on, um, you know, like I said, not overlooking our midweek opponent and we've got to make sure that we bring our best tomorrow. And then once that's over, then we move on and we start focusing on Western Kentucky. But, but I'm really proud of the team and how, how we're playing. Um, I think our team chemistry is really good right now. We're playing together. I think that's an important piece, especially at this point in our season. Um, yeah. So we're, I'm, I'm pretty pleased and, and really proud of our team and what we're doing right now. I know your team won't look ahead and you really can't look ahead, but the rest of the schedule, UTEP, thankfully that's at home for you. And then, you know, you've got Akron in between the road trip to North Texas and then and then the tournament. Um, you're not going to miss those uh, those crazy trips to Texas, are you, once the Sun Belt play happens, I'm sure. Yeah, no. I mean, travel for us sometimes gets a little bit tough. So, it's, yeah, we, we – and, and the girls will joke, I don't I don't love flying either with in general. So, you know, that that's always a, a tough trip when we have to go to Texas. But, you know, we're looking forward to, to the rest of our season. we got a great rest of the season. I mean, Western Kentucky's tough. UTEP's a tough team, tough offense. North Texas is tough, you know, so we've got a, we've got a, a really, really um, challenging finish to our season. And, and that's why, like, you know, I mentioned earlier, we've got to take it one day at a time and not look too far ahead, but it's definitely going to be an exciting few weeks for us. Moorhead State, the opponent for tomorrow. Megan Smith-Lyon, my guest, Marshall softball coach. Anything special happening for the game tomorrow? Any promotions, anything you're doing uh, special to honor anybody? Yeah, well, actually, um, this month is Sexual Assault uh, Awareness Month, and we are going to be playing tomorrow um, just to, you know, bring about some awareness for sexual assault resources here on campus. We've been working with the Women's Center, um, and we've got some some stuff. Um, they're going to be coming to the field, and they're going to be giving out some information um, to help any, any young people here, any people in general that need uh, any assistance. Um, in that area, you know, that's something that's really important to us, uh, making sure that, you know, we are, you know, kind of growing awareness for resources here on campus to help any people going through any uh, types of issues with sexual assault. And, you know, I think that's, uh, we're all excited to, um, to kind of bring some awareness to the resources we have on campus. So we'll be wearing teal shoelaces. Teal is the color for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, and we'll be wearing teal wristbands and you know, that's, that's a, a cause that we're, you know, really, it's really important to us and we want to make sure that we're um, supporting it tomorrow. Yeah, I know this isn't just a one-time thing for you as well. Your team's pretty proactive when it comes to issues and things in the community that really could use a helping hand or more awareness. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we have a platform. You know, we, we, um, we get to play this game we love uh, and we have a lot of fans that enjoy watching us play and you know, we want to make sure that we, um, you know, use that platform to help and to raise awareness of things and to show support of different areas. You know, we've had an ongoing um, kind of series this season where our first pitches are being thrown out by influential people in women's sports here on campus, you know, bringing out the best athletes from the other women's teams and some coaches and some resources for female athletes. I think that's so important. Uh, you know, so we, we definitely try to, you know, um, show support and bring about awareness in certain areas. I think with our platform, it's so important that we do that. 
Okay, grade some of the celebrities. Well, I've got you here. Uh, let's um, let's. How would you rate Ari Agnes? Rate her in terms of well, she's an awesome person, awesome coach, lover. She threw a pretty mean first pitch too, so it was pretty awesome when she came out here. Okay, that was what I was curious <laughs> about. How the I mean, because yeah, per per her contract, I cannot say anything other than she is awesome. Yeah. In, in everything, <laughs> but I was kind of curious how the uh, how your Raider. I mean, could she go? I mean, could she go a game, or I mean, was she just like put it all in one throw and you got the best one throw? I don't. You know what though? I wouldn't. I wouldn't underestimate Ari in anything, right? So she did a good job, but she's super competitive. So heck, I'd love to have her out there. She would compete. I know that. You should get her. Yeah, you. We should have a friendly between her team and yours. Since I saw where uh, was swim and dive, did the uh, the volleyball match in the pool. I mean, we, I think yeah, we should I have a friendly that. between your squads, and we'll see how friendly it becomes. But that should happen. Yeah, that would that would be fun. That'd be a, that'd be a lot of fun. Really, like a round robin. Yeah, you do the softball with her, and then we'll get you into the Henderson Center and do the volleyball against her. That that would be fun. I think you could sell yeah. tickets to that. Yeah, we might be able to. Joining me on the program, Megan Smith Lyon. Uh, she is uh, rocking the win column as we speak and of course Sydney Nestor's rocking the trophy case good luck tomorrow we'll get you back on soon and uh, congratulations again on everything I mean that's impressive that's just that is a a, a testament to a lot of hard work because again you, you just don't show up to the job and get 500 wins you just you know you just don't do that on a whim well I sure appreciate it and I, I'm excited hopefully let's get one more win tomorrow Congratulations. Good luck tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. That's Megan Smith-Lyon. 500-plus wins. And I think we're on to something here. We could have a little friendly matchup between Marshall Volleyball and Marshall Softball. We can see what the softball team can do against the volleyball team at the Henderson Center. And then the softball team would probably get their revenge as, let's let's be honest, I, I do you think Ari or anyone on that volleyball team is even connecting with anything that Nestor throws? I don't think most of the team that Marshall has on softball is going to connect with with most of her stuff. So I'm not I'm not saying that they couldn't hit a ball. I'm just saying if if I'm throwing Sydney Nestor out there against anybody, I'm not going to hit. Cirque, you're not going to hit anything. Wagner's not hitting anything. Chris Grassy's not going to hit anything. I know that for sure. I mean, none, none of them. Kemper might hit one. TK might hit one. I mean, okay, maybe maybe Jeff hits one. Maybe. Maybe. But I think TK hits one. I think Kemper will hit one. I think he can. I, look, he's got, the, he's got that height and he's got that reach. And he's got good hand-eye coordination. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. He's the basketball coach. He should have good hand-eye coordination. So I think, I think he might have a chance. Well, now what am I? What am I saying? None, none of us. None of us have a chance against Nestor. She would make us all look like fools out there and smile doing it. We will get your phone calls and text in. You want to be a part of the program? I want you to be a part of the program. It's 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And our text line 
It's 304-396-8255. 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back, Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Phone line brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer is made pure 877-420-TALK 877-420-8255. If you weren't with us a few minutes ago, we had Megan Smith Lyon on the program. And so if you just tuned in, you have an opportunity to go back and listen to that later by downloading our podcast. You find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Okay. Uh, Texter writes in. Okay, it's a long one. I got to edit a little bit. Um, okay, this came in early. I, this is what I like. I like early text. Texter writes in, uh, I listen every day, day after since I listen to the podcast. I just want to say I love the show, and since I live in New Jersey, I love being able to get updates about Marshall. I graduated back in 2012 and miss it every day, so your show makes me feel like I'm home. Keep up the great work and go herd. That is Jamie Backus. So that is awesome to uh, have someone uh, listening in New Jersey. Man, I, I wish I could go. Uh, I wish I could hang out in New Jersey right now. Could you imagine? I mean, I, I envy you, Jamie, because you get to hang out in New Jersey. And that means if you're a hockey fan, you get to go see Devils games. You get to go see Rangers games. I don't know if you're an Islanders fan. Uh, I used to be back in the day when Mike Bossy was uh, roaming around the ice uh, back when that was probably the only game I could watch before this Gretzky kid really made hockey popular in the States. And, of course, uh, I know for you, Cirque, there are a lot of of soccer teams. I don't know the names of them, but I'm sure they all have, like, um, FC in the name. FC or United. Or uh, that's pretty much it. That's that's those are the two names I know. Um, United and FC. The, Don't forget about City as well. That's pretty popular. Okay, City, United, and FC. Your soccer team must have one of those three in the name. So here's one for you. It's New York City FC. New York City Football Club. Okay. Well, that used to be like, weren't they like Red Bull FC? That still exists as well. Okay. I'm curious about that. Thank God that we're not calling Marshall uh, Marshall FC. <laughs> no, it's Marshall University. Thank goodness for that. Softball is looking pretty good. Baseball. we got to talk about baseball. Baseball is in action tonight. It is um, 605 Bill Davis Stadium, the Herd. Taking on the Buckeyes. Yeah, Ohio State. You remember Ohio State? They came in and uh, beat Marshall in soccer. Ryan, you guaranteed me that game would not end that way. How do you, how do you answer for that? 
Who won the tournament? That's that, that's all I say. That's the answer. Who won the tournament? Won that trophy? Do you see the trophy, by the way? It's sort of like a smaller version of the NCAA trophy. Yeah, I saw that. So, I mean, that's a pretty nice trophy. What if, um, okay, answer me this. Grassy's going to put, a, yeah, we were talking about this yesterday. He's going to put a um, a championship banner up. They're going to re-banner, I think, or do some freshening up. And so put that banner up there. Because he said that after this thing ended, more teams expressed interest because they saw what it did. And the, the true benefit was you're playing for something, and it was more competitive, and you know, I think that was totally valid here. Now, you got the star on the shield that's on the kit. See, this is Cirque's lasting legacy. Since I don't want to disrespect him, I actually have to you know, make sure that I identify every part of the kit correctly. So the, the shield, the star on the shield... Or the badge. Or the badge. Okay. The star on the badge. On the kit. So how would you represent the Spring League trophy on the kit? We were talking about palm trees yesterday. Chris brought that up. Palm trees. I I personally just wouldn't have it. Because, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Disrespecting the Spring League already? the, The World Cup. You get a star above the badge on the kit. For winning the World Cup. Right, because those are international teams. Exactly. But if the international team wins, like the Euro Cup, they don't get a star for that. But it's still a tournament that they won, but they don't get a star. It's only for one specific tournament. Yeah, the ultimate. He said it's the uh, it's the highest level. So you only get it for winning the national championship, not the spring league. But I think we can circumvent that and have like little emblems uh, on, the, on the uni, on the kit. We could have some sort of indicator there. I mean... Flash it all. Flash it all. But of course, again, it's going to be, you know, when recruits walk into the, the complex here and they got to climb over all the hardware because apparently there's no more space. You know, you got, you know it's like on tables all over and you got to like, you know, it, it's, like a, it's like a garage with all of those awards that, you know, plaques. I mean, does, does Chris keep everything? Yeah, when we got our little... So when we won the national championship, we got these like small little ones that we each get individually. Oh, nice! They were just in a row for us to pick up, and the coach's office was just cluttered with awards and everything, just laying all over the place because they didn't have anywhere to put it. Nice. Okay, that's good problem to have. So hardware galore for the thundering herd all over the place, and hopefully we can add more to that. We got to talk women's basketball. We have to because. Uh, my feed blew up today. I'm texting, I'm texting Coach Kemper for pronunciations here and uh, from other things because it just blew up today. Good stuff. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of potential coming to the herd. We'll talk about it when we continue, and we'll get your phone calls and text in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK 877-420-8255. The text line is. Are you ready for this? It's brand new, so I'm having you pause. 877-420-TALK is the phone line. 304-396-TALK is the text line. 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Final segment of this edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host. Ryan Sirk for the final week. Our producer. Gonna miss that guy. I'm saying it publicly, Sirk. Just so it's on record. I'm gonna miss Ryan Sirk. Let me tell you, when he comes in, he is so snarky all the time. I think that's part of the reason why I actually like him. He is so snarky. Then he gets on the radio and he's like all respectful and just this dual personality here. So heading back to Arizona. Um, And, hey, I want to thank you for the uh, contributions you've made to the program and the fact that uh, your, your parents listen. Will they continue to listen when you're off the show? Can I count on them? Can I court them as members of the audience? First of all, I just want to say you're welcome. And then, <laughs> second of all, I'll make sure that they listen, and I will listen as well. Yeah, thank you. I, mean, I never get a chance to say thank you to him because he always says you're welcome to me before any – I mean, kids today. Hey, will you do this for me? Do your job? You're welcome. When, what? What? Do your job. Not thanking you for doing your job. Gosh, uh, let's talk women's basketball real quick. Um, Triple A championship had a um, a tremendous, tremendous player in Peyton Ilderton, guard from Logan. Uh, she has committed to the herd. Uh, she had on average twenty three points, four point nine rebounds, and four point four steals. So Ilderton. She is going to be uh, a tremendous asset, I think, for the herd. And then uh, Woodrow Wilson standout. Olivia Zalkowski is going to be part of the herd. So congratulations to uh, Thundery Herd. As I said, um, I know the transfer portal giveth and it also taketh away, but also the transfer portal is not the only place to get players. So you're going to see, I think, uh, a good, I think, a good healthy mix of players that are going to be from traditional places coming up. You're going to see players that have some experience coming in from the transfer portal, and the coaches that know how to to manage that are going to do well. Unfortunately, for some of these players, they're not going to find a new home. That's that's sort of the that's the risk. Like, are you sure you want – I mean, if you're a really good player and you feel like you can improve your stock somewhere, I mean, you might take a chance on that if you're looking for uh, a opportunity to go next level, looking for a better situation, and you have, you have the credentials where you could probably garner some interest. But for a lot of players, they might not see another school because or they have to maybe go down a level. And it happens. It's fine. But, again, Ilderton is going to be a standout, I'm sure, for uh, for the herd. And Zelkowski. Zelkowski. Look, these things don't come with pronunciation, guys. That is that is fine. That is okay. That is how we do it sometime here. We are going to be back tomorrow. Uh, Billy Horn, the manager of the Charleston Dirty Birds, is going to join us on the program we're going to catch up with him, the Dirty Birds, getting ready for uh, its season. I love that. Actually, that's I'll give them credit. When they changed it from power to Dirty Birds, instantly much better. And I also, I like, I'm not a big fan of teams that don't represent the city. Like, if you name a team Tri-State or something like that, I'm not interested. 
river cities. We've had that. We've had that. You know, the river city rumblers. Those are the rumblers. Then we had the, and even, you know, like Jewel City is a popular one here locally. I don't, I don't like this naming a team tri-state, this. I mean, I want to be inclusive, sure, but, hey, if this is, this is the Charleston, not the West Virginia power, it's the Charleston power. I mean, it should have been Charleston power. So it's West Virginia power. Yeah, because you want to try to attract more people. Like, I want to attract more people to come to my games. It's like only minor league baseball, you know, of of caliber in the area. If I want to go see a minor league baseball game, I'm going to go see the Charleston Dirty Birds. Hang out and see the Charleston Dirty Birds. Yeah, imagine if it was the Tri-State Blizzard instead of the Huntington Blizzard for for those of you. Like the, uh, remember when we had the semi-pro football? It was the Huntington Hawks. Huntington Hawks, and it was versus, yeah, and they played against the Charleston, was it the Rockets? I believe it was. I have to go back in the Wayback Machine. Ryan, they actually played that game on Fairfield Stadium before it was, uh, you know, a brand new facility and parking lot. Back on Marshall's old, yeah, we're going back a ways, just a little bit. So, yeah, you you don't remember that. Uh, you had like Major Harris was QB in the Huntington team. That was crazy. I believe that was again. I got to dig back a little bit here because you know that was just a part of my uh, that was just a part of my youth. That I've I've there are some spots there. We'll just leave it at that there. But yeah, I I get where you want to be all inclusive, but at the same time, I mean, this is the Charleston team. I like I like naming things after the place, not Red Bull. Explain that to me. Why it's it's just completely sponsored, right? It's sponsored, Cirque. They own right. the New York Red Bulls. Red Bull, the corporation. Yeah, I get like I Red get Red Bull Racing Team. I get that because you can't really have a city racing team. I mean, you could, but yeah, you got Indy League, but that's completely different beast altogether. That's gonna do it for this edition. Back tomorrow, do it all over again on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty.